welcome back to the Mastering Communications podcast, where every episode I sit down with another interesting guest from the field of communication to share their knowledge and expertise. I'm your host, Dominique van Aalte, and today I'm here with Irwan Joanda. Irwan is a global communications and e-commerce expert currently working at the Hansa University of Applied Sciences as a lecturer in international communication. Previously, he has worked as a global digital communications and social media manager at Unilever in the Netherlands and as a senior manager in e-commerce at Hutchison 3 in Indonesia. Thank you for joining me today, Irwan. Um, and to start off, I'd like to give you a small challenge. Can you introduce yourself in one sentence? Yeah, um, that's a huge challenge, but I think I would say um, I'm a people-oriented person who somehow got the chance to work in the field of marketing and communication. So mm -hmm. my expertise is more in the intersection between these two fields. Yeah. Um, I would actually like to ask you about that immediately. It's one of the questions I wrote down. Um, since you have experience on both the communication and the marketing side, uh, how do you see the, the connection or the difference between those two? Yeah, that is actually something that is very blurry, even for me because I studied mass communication. Mm -hmm. That's really the basis of my, my whole journey until here. And I started my career as a copywriter and somehow I went into digital marketing, e-commerce, which is very uh, commercial. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to communications, corporate communications. And throughout this journey, I saw that there were moments where people tried to separate them yeah. Like in some companies I work with, the communications team and the marketing team, they are separate mm -hmm. and as if they have two different goals. And in some companies, um, they are the same. So from my experience is that, that personally, I think they are inseparable because even there is this term marketing communications and communicating how you should market your products. Um, so I would say that it depends on the industry of the company itself, that um, how they, they bridge this and the importance of the goals of these functions. Because in some companies, yeah, I don't want to go very theoretical because mm. usually when we talk about marketing, we actually talk about commercial marketing, Yeah, how people buy things. So there is transaction, but there is also people marketing. There is also idea marketing, which does not require a uh, transaction, right? And yeah. if you think of it in terms of communication, people might think that they are more in terms of communication because when you market someone mm -hmm. that you can think about it in the terms of leadership communications. Yeah. So what I think it's very interesting actually because when you are working in these two fields, you meet each other often. That's that's from my experience. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your questions though. No, <laughs> trying think... to organize my understanding as well based on learning it as a in academic uh, perspective and yeah. also in practice. Yeah, exactly. I, I really like how you give the examples of how different types of marketing include different types of communication and the other way around in a sense as well. Mm -hmm. So um, if I'm understanding you correctly, uh, marketing and communications in your experience are very much connected um, and should be much more than they currently are for a lot of people. Yeah, I would say that yeah, that is tricky because I saw also in some instances it's important to separate them okay. because one person 
cannot have everything. Hmm. That's why yeah. there is a um, chief communications officer and then chief marketing officer. They have different goals. Yeah. And um, at Unilever, I was under the global communications department and mm-hmm. I'm working with chief communications department. But my position somehow has a line with the chief marketing office, uh, officer as well. Yeah. So that says in terms of, for example, when the brands want to push some campaigns to increase sales in certain markets, because I was responsible for the social media channels as well. Mm-hmm. So the goals of chief communication officer, usually reputation related, managing arising issues, questions from the audience, external audience or crisis and less transaction, right? Yeah. But the chief marketing officer with the brands, with the campaigns, they usually have the end goal of more uh, transaction, increased sales, and that's, we have different KPIs. Yeah. But in that sense, when they are doing the marketing, they also need to manage the reputation of the whole organization because you cannot market just for the sake of the transaction and then it mm-hmm. ruins reputation, right? And yeah. when you think of it the other way around, by having more people buying the products, somehow it brings awareness to the organization as well, so improve reputation. So for me, I think the importance is to to how, how we together can collaborate in the team instead yeah. of separating like, oh, this is uh, your responsibilities, it does not influence my work or the other way around. Yeah. But that is tricky. Yeah. yeah, you were very much a connection between the two almost uh, at, at the time in Unilever then. Yeah, that's also part of my role. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but of course, with a lot of people also in between, it's always a good collaboration. So there is a huge culture of collaboration at Unilever mm-hmm. where we actually support each other. So that's also is very good, I think, very important. Yeah, yeah. because uh, Unilever is quite a large company as well. They have a lot of like brands underneath. Um, yeah. How was that? to work in such a, a, a large and diverse company? Because I can imagine that there can be quite challenging. Yeah, I think um, what I learned when I joined the company, I had a very good manager. Mm-hmm. And from her, I also learned a lot about how to be more proactive, especially in the field of communication, when mostly when it comes to interacting with the brands, they have their own priorities concerns and they're already busy with their daily task and a lot of urgencies, right? So mm-hmm. proactivities mean that as a communication professional, it's very important to know how to connect with them and then how to check with them if there is anything important that we need to know. Yeah. Because in the sense, my role was more of the communication for the organization mm-hmm. for Unilever or for Ekatera at that time when they separated their three brands to a new company mm-hmm. instead of per brand because per brand they have their own people yeah. to work with that. Yeah, so the brands often they will not come to the communication team and then say, hey, these are the news that you can use to leverage or to improve uh, their reputation. Yeah. So. We need to create this sense of understanding that you can always come to us or again, to be more proactive. We are uh, from the communication team. We are the ones who need to be very proactive in checking with them. Yeah. And also sometimes to give also some ideas to them. Hey, 
from the global level, from the organizational level, we want to do this campaign, mm -hmm. uh, which is tapping to this trend or this event. Uh, maybe your brand can do something. Uh, yeah. So in that sense, also to be more focal in sharing ideas and then check with them again if that's possible. And sometimes we need to also inject some ideas mm -hmm. um, like maybe you can do it like this maybe this is good for the brand for example yeah so yeah there are a lot of challenges i haven't even reached the point where people are very different culturally yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and as a as a global company time zones very different and uh, how people approach things very different from the global perspective of course i didn't know as much of how the market is going uh, on at the time uh, mm -hmm. compared to the person in the local market, for example, right? Yeah. So this is also a challenge that how I can understand or how I can really package news mm -hmm. based on understanding the insights they gave. Yeah. So that's also something as an example on top of other other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like there were a lot of things for you to manage and keep in mind there. Almost like a spider in a web that's connected to very many different areas and people. Yeah. Yeah. That must that, have been quite a challenge. Yeah. Exciting, a challenge. And actually you mentioned it. I don't know who said it, whether it's my manager or the, the communications director. But I remember somebody said as well that the communication role is like someone who helps with this web yeah. to connect everybody because there's something with internal communication, right? And yeah. also to publish it externally, something else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have to take both the internal and external communications in mind. And then I can imagine that social media is also quite a challenge with how quickly that changes with like trends and virality and that kind of thing. Yeah. How yeah. do you navigate that from a corporate perspective? Yeah, I think that's that was very challenging indeed because yeah, we first need to understand the, the organizational culture as well. And I have worked in this field for different companies. Mm -hmm. For some companies, it's really more transactional or commercial in the past because I work at a fashion company. So the social media, it's different in usage and the changes is also different I mean, when we talk about evolution, when I first started my role as a social media manager in Indonesia, the usage was different. The interface was different. All the features were different. And I remember the first challenge I had as a social media manager was to sell the clothes on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. That was the first time. And then I went, there was not yet an online website for the company at that time. Okay. So the e-commerce is on Facebook. And then the evolution changed to we have your own website and Facebook is more like a social source or social refer referral than you go to the website and so on. And there are different functions. So, for example, Unilever or Ekatera, they mm -hmm. want to build reputation. Mm -hmm. So in terms of content, it also needs to consist of the understanding of what is the corporate communication strategy back yeah. then. Uh, for example, when uh, at Unilever, uh, I was more in the focus of the foods and refreshment uh, division back then. So mm -hmm. all the brands related to foods and division, and they have their corporate communication strategy that they want to push 
good news, for example. Yeah. At that year, they want to focus more to also show their sustainability efforts. And in terms of trends, yeah, we also need to be aware of which social media platforms are uh, relevant to the audience, whether it's LinkedIn, for example, for certain news compared mm-hmm. to Facebook or Twitter. There was a conversation that we should go with TikTok as well, for example. Yeah. But there is always this weighing, is it a good channel for reaching to the audience or not? Because there are trends. They're also understanding of which trends to follow, yeah. right? It's again challenging, mm-hmm. but for people who love social media and this uh, area, I would say that it will be very fun. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, at some point in my career, I also f- started to feel like I'm too old oh, really? <laughs> to keep following because for me, I believe it's different that I know about certain social media platforms as a professional, mm-hmm. as a practitioner, compared to as younger generations who really use them. For example, TikTok. I don't use TikTok, so I mm. will not say I'm an expert in that platform. Yeah. I can I know the idea behind it, what it can do, what people do there, but compared to people who actually use it every day, yeah. I would say that the those people um, are the experts so there needs to be collaboration with younger generations and mm. um, if i could choose for example in my role i always love to work with people or young people who join the company to check with them oh how exactly this works or for your generation how what is a good content because we could think of a good content from a corporate perspective like this is good for the company right this mm-hmm. is how we package it maybe more professionally formal tone of voice music and so on but maybe that's not the case for this platform and yeah. you know better um yeah exactly so really talking to the the core user base to understand what their needs are and what they might expect from someone from the platform or someone posting there yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's also not a one-man job it always needs Mm. more insight from the people who actually using these channels more so research and yeah really get to know what's going on and there are a lot of evolution as well in social media it changes very quickly Mm. and very difficult to follow everything at the same time yeah yeah it's very dynamic Yeah. yeah Yeah. So I'm actually curious, uh, because you mentioned the e-commerce as well as the the mass media studies uh, before, Mm -hmm. those seem to be very different things. How do you combine those in the work that you do uh, and maybe also what you teach your students here? Yeah, it's actually, that's a good question because sometimes I really need to, how do you call it? Because I also studied strategic management. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a master in Indonesia. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm teaching and we talk about things and suddenly I jump to, for example, when it comes to people management, Mm -hmm. I remember some things from human resource management study or from my experience as a manager to develop a team. Mm -hmm. But in communications, it's different. Um, And in terms of these three things, I would say that finally it helps sometimes to give a better perspective in helping students to really be be prepared for the future. Mm -hmm. For example, recently I 
was a project coach for students for their entrepreneurship project. Mm-hmm. That really was more in my nature because this combination of market research, preparing for business, including human resource management, financial management, promotion or communicating because most of the uh, aspects of their proposed uh, I just made an air quote but people cannot see me by the way (laughs) (laughs) Um, how the students propose their new ideas they also Mm. explained that one of their challenges is that the awareness is still low so they need to communicate so with this it really helped me to also give them perspective of okay you can focus on this area first or in financial terms or uh, aspects, these mm. are the important ones. I would also say that everything is very interconnected because mass communications also talks a lot about AIDA model was there, the attention, interest, and so on. So how advertising influence people's behavior until they want to buy a product, for example, or yeah. a service, or service, right? Mm-hmm. So from there, it comes to utilizing mass media back then it was still with tv radio and stuff so that was yeah. my study how to create advertising or adlib and so on and so forth or mm-hmm. newspaper advertorial and e-commerce because it's very transaction based basically combination of digital marketing based on my experience of course mm-hmm. digital marketing and understanding how people interact online or yeah. how people want to purchase things online. I think it's also important to make a distinction that's at that time, my role as an e-commerce manager, I was not very hands-on in terms of the IT matters because some professions with e-commerce manager title, they mm. need to, to understand coding, for example. Okay, yeah. yeah. So for my role, I work with IT managers or agencies but I know how to translate this. I think the communication background really helped because how the IT people, in my experience back then, how the IT people want to create a website, mm-hmm. sometimes they don't understand the marketing language. Uh, yeah. For example, when I told them, okay, we have to structure our website in such a way that we can create these types of different promotions. Yeah. For and in such a way that is also easy to use uh, for administrators, mm-hmm. and for them they did not really know how to build it because of course they do not study marketing. And for us um, who study marketing or communications, marketing communications, we know these marketing promotions styles or yeah. techniques or methods, and it's just so. My role back then was also to communicate with them very in the terms of, okay, this is what we want to do. And then uh, the dashboard should allow this. The customer needs this. Yeah, uh, It's a lot of work. And I think in the end, as a professional, we need to understand that things are very interconnected. Coming to that as a communication professional, we talk about being a generalist and specialist in the field, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, I would always recommend people, or at least it works in my field, to really try to get to know what are other people actually doing in the company when you work with them. Yeah. When um, So you, you know how to tap in or help each other. Yeah. 
So really yeah. the communication, not just on the, the um, corporate level or between your direct colleagues, but really communicating with as many people as you can to understand what they need and how to work with them. Yeah, yeah. cross-functional uh, skill is very important, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really like this holistic view of communication as something that's not just making uh, a media for a company or something like that, but also the communication within your job with the people that you work with, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. now we are also touching upon the internal communication, right? Because mm -hmm. in terms of communicating with one another, uh, with your colleagues, it's difficult to reach the same goal if we have different understanding of what we want to achieve. So in that sense, sometimes we also need to make an effort to really help each other to understand the different concerns or yeah, where we can meet middle ground. Otherwise yeah. then it's like we are doing different things and competing against one another in the company yeah. while we are actually trying to reach the same goal. So it's not a synergy anymore. Yeah, so it's really a challenge to yeah, kind of get people is. on the same path in a sense and to find the, the way in which you connect, connect these different interests with each other to reach a collective goal. Yeah. 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 That's very nice. We're actually already uh, <laughs> almost at the end. It went very okay. fast. Um, so we always have the rounding off question. Uh, what is your favorite place in the world to travel to? Oh, gosh. What is my favorite place? The first place that came to my mind was this island in Japan, Miyajima Island. I don't know. I just have a very nice memory of it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also because of whom I traveled with there okay. at that yeah. time with my family and I could think to Portugal for example but it was also with my loved ones so it's more with the people I would say mm. and I love Groningen I can say that very confidently uh, because I even thought already about if I bring my parents to the Netherlands um, definitely I want them to see Groningen yeah, yeah <laughs> I that's think it's very a nice. cute city yeah yeah I, I like that, again, you come back to the people. It's kind of the, the whole summary of what you've told me today, that oh. you, you keep the people in mind. And then even with your travels, I think that's a very beautiful conclusion to the conversation almost. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very nice insight to, and I think an important one for, for everyone who works in communication to keep the people in mind. So, yeah, thank you for that today. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hope uh, it's also useful for everybody because I felt like I talked too much and too long. No, definitely <laughs> not. I think well. I think it's very nice to listen to um, the, yeah, in Dutch we have a word for it. We call it Hersenspinsels, which mm -hmm. is like uh, you spin something with your brain, almost like you're making yarn. Um, okay. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to translate that, but... I always like hearing people's thoughts out loud and that's okay. what you gave me today. So I really appreciate that. Oh, that's good because um, this is always my challenge because I have this difficulty in organizing my thoughts and mm. in expressing or answering questions more concisely. I'm training <laughs> myself consciously to do that, but still I think it's just not something that comes naturally to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, in this case, it worked out beautifully. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for listening. The podcast Mastering Communication is brought to you by the Master's Program in International Communication of the Hanse University of Applied Sciences in Groningen. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next one.